Welcome to this Market Commentator podcast. Our guest today is Howell George. He is Director of Investments at Old Mutual. Howell, welcome to the show. The theme of the year is volatility. And, and there seems to be a lot of international uh, hotspots at the moment, most notably Greece and China. What is your perception of the current market environment? Good morning, and um, it's good to be on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Volatility is certainly the order of the day. And I think that the Chinese equity market is really taking the uh, the prize on that front, having doubled over the last year and then fallen by 30% uh, and then been supported by government measures. That's been replicated in Europe, uh, where the Greek situation continues to be fluid, um, although there seems to be some resolution in the last few days. It's interesting that within Europe, just on the Greek situation, it seems to have been anesthetized to a large extent in the sense that the Greek problem has been ring-fenced, which is different to three years ago, which has allowed markets actually, uh, globally, to, to remain at pretty much record levels, be it, be it the States or Europe, or, or indeed China or Japan. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of um, positive uh, news out of the Japanese equity market as well. So there are still great opportunities for um, South African investors investing in overseas equity markets. I just want to focus on China for the time being. Um, the, the government intervention there is a bit um, unorthodox. Uh, do you think it's sustainable and, and what long-term impact uh, it may have? Yes, it, it's very much a short-term measure. At least We certainly hope it'll be a short-term measure. I mean, measures such as um, uh, advising stroke telling corporates to, to come out with good news and buy their, share back, buy their shares back clearly runs counter to, to the normal capitalist principles we would, we would adhere to in Western markets. Um, but, you know, the market was falling precipitously and you do have large swathes of the population with margin accounts. And, you know, the Chinese authorities are very um, aware of the, the social tensions within China um, in terms of wealth creation. So one can, one can see why they would, would take what are quite draconian measures. Um, we would certainly expect them to be short-term. And we've seen this in Western markets as well, where, you know, short-selling was banned through parts of the financial crisis in, in certain parts of Europe and the States. And so, you know, authorities do take fairly draconian actions as long as they're unwound fairly quickly. Um, then you can get back to more of a business-as-usual environment. But I must say, I think probably a lot of passive fund managers are glad that uh, uh, China didn't go into the Emerging Markets Index, what, a month ago, right at the top of the market. Uh, And hopefully we'll have a more settled market by the time that debate comes around again in a year's time. Mm. Several of your funds are quite heavily invested in NASPAS, which obviously um, is a bit exposed to the Chinese market. Uh, what, what is your exposure to, uh, to the Chinese market? Yeah, we, we do have a, a big position in NASPAS uh, in our South African um, equity fund, particularly the Investors Fund, uh, which, as many people know, is, is actually the oldest unit trust in South Africa and will be celebrating its 50th anniversary next year. Um, that fund continues, I'm glad to say, to perform very well and very strongly. Part of that has been because we've been had a big position in NASPAS for some time now. And if you look at NASPAS, it's, it's about more than the Chinese story. Obviously, that's a big part of it, but also it's got, it, it's obviously very large pay TV business in South Africa uh, and other parts of Africa, but also um, holdings in uh, more nascent internet e-commerce companies across um, Europe and Eastern Europe. So, and those are valued at basically nothing when, when, when one takes out the, the stake they own in, uh, in Tencent. So NASPAS is, is, a, is a very interesting company to us still, uh, and we're happy with it with quite a big holding. 
And it's actually held up very well through this recent Chinese um, weakness, uh, which gives us, um, which I think gives support to our, our longer-term view on that. As you say, a lot of the value within NASPERS is, 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 is not really visible in the share price. Do you think it could be a good idea to unbundle some of those assets, uh, especially the pay TV business and the media uh, component in South Africa? Yes, I, I do think that would be a, a sensible plan. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen the first movements on that uh, within the corporate structure already. So I would expect that to play out over the next few years, which um, which will realize value for, for shareholders, which is another reason we're very happy to hold it. Just looking at the uh, U.S. market, um, uh, Yellen did um, suggest that uh, we could see interest rates uh, still this year. What are your expectations? Yes, I think she's been, I think, as clear as the central banker could possibly be that we're going to have it this year. Uh, she's also been at pains to point out that the, the glide path upwards will be will be very gentle. Uh, the recovery remains relatively nascent in the States and elsewhere, and debt loads are still relatively high. So um, people are very sensitive to, to short and long-term interest rates. So whilst we'll see a quarter of a point, uh, I'm pretty certain this year, whether it's September, October, um, we couldn't be absolutely sure, or whether even at the December meeting, uh, but I think we'll see that, and I think we'll see a very gradual rise next year, maybe even uh, just a half a, half a percentage point. Mm. I've had several uh, discussions with fund managers um, over the last few months, and, and there's definitely a, a perception from my side that some of these fund managers are turning defensive. As you said, uh, share prices uh, are um, at re- relatively high levels. Uh, is uh, all mutual following suit? Yeah, I think one has to sound a note of caution on the domestic South African market um, because it is relatively expensive to to many other global markets, particularly in the emerging part of the world. So what we're doing in our client portfolios is diversifying to the extent where we can into global markets. So we have maximum exposures outside of South Africa uh, where we see value in, in, in global equity markets. And um, I think we'll see that play out over the next couple of years. Um, and I don't think we'd say we expect the South African equity market necessarily go down, to go down, but we would expect global markets to outperform the South African equity market uh, over that time period. So, so that's where we're placing our money right now. Mm. The, the global equity fund uh, has done phenomenally well over the last few years. What is the secret to that success? Yes, it's been both performed very strongly and very consistently. And had a wonderful year in 2013, for example, but then maintained that form into 2014, 2015. And that's run by um, Ian Heslop, the fund manager in the UK, our sister company in, in uh, Old Mutual Group in London. And they've done a wonderful job because they're taking into account um, all the factors which influence share prices um, over and above how cheap a, a share might be. So the quality of the company, uh, the momentum that company has in terms of its share price and earnings performance, uh, as well as many other factors which support the fact um, it may or may not be um, as a standalone company cheap in its own right. And these multi-factor approaches um, lead to more consistent investment performance over time. So, so just focusing on value is not enough these days. And that, that multi-factor approach is something we, we've very much taken on board in our South African domestic business as well. And I think that's the reason why, uh, as I said before, our investors fund uh, continues to perform very well and very consistently um, through these volatile markets. It is uh, heavily invested in, in Apple Computer, Johnson & Johnson, typically uh, big companies uh, with a lot of exposure into developing market. That is also a theme many other asset managers have followed. 
Yes, it is. And, and I think it, 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 it can be helpful to get exposure to the, the growth which emerging markets offer um, combined with uh, the high standards of corporate governance which Western markets offer. Um, so that combination for Apple, for example, where a third of its iPhone sales now come from China um, and about 40% of its growth path comes from, from emerging markets. So you can capture those, those growth dynamics um, within a Western structure. Um, it can be very attractive. Let's talk about your some of the local funds. Uh, you've referred to the Investors Fund, uh, which I did not know was the oldest unit trust in South Africa. How important is is, is a, such a long history and, and a legacy of a fund in the current environment? Well, I think it stands us in, in, in good stead. I mean, Old Mutual itself has been around in South Africa for 170 years. So having a, a, a statement of our investment prowess over a 50-year period of that is important in terms of how we think about our brand as part of the fabric of the nation in South Africa. So in terms of what we, uh, we stand for and what we can deliver to clients, that longevity um, is important to us uh, and important to our clients. And being able to demonstrate consistency over that length of time, uh, particularly when markets get very volatile, um, is an important facet of what, what we stand for. Uh, both in the investors fund and in many of our multi-asset offerings um, which themselves have been run for in some cases more than 20 years i mean our, our balanced fund for example in the multi-asset arena um, which is proving very popular with, with investors which invests in domestic equities bonds as well as overseas has a 20-year track record of delivering decline promises which is in excess of what clients uh, may have expected and so that investment performance over long periods of time particularly as i say on a consistent basis I think gives clients peace of mind, uh, particularly when they see volatility in the markets. The latest ASISA numbers suggests that there's been a lot of uh, money flowing towards the all mutual funds, especially the global equity fund. Is that an anomaly? How did you attract that money? Well, um, as I say, I think clients do appreciate the consistency we've been able to show. Um, I think we're, we're making our voice a little bit louder in the South African market. Uh, I think we're getting very much uh, onto the front foot in terms of showing people what we can do. And I think that's coming, well, I can see that's coming through in flows, which is very heartening. Um, so whether it's uh, our, our bond funds um, through our bond boutique uh, future growth or whether it's through our domestic equity boutique or whether it's through multi-asset or, or indeed our bespoke solutions business, customized solutions, um, and indeed our sister companies in terms of the global equity offering, there's a, there's a consistency of performance across those, those strategies over long periods of time. Um, and I think people are coming to appreciate that. I'm looking at the old mutual website and all the funds that is, uh, you know, available. I don't see a value fund. Is that the case? That is the case. And um, we've been very much of the mind that um, the multi-factor approach, which I referred to earlier, when you take into account not just how cheap a company is, but the quality of that company uh, and its ability to, to grow over long periods of time in a, in a more consistent way, in itself leads to a more consistent uh, stream of performance for clients. Um, the issue with value uh, strategies is that, is that they can remain out of favor for quite long periods of time. As we are seeing uh, now. As we're seeing now, and, and, and that, can, that can be very uncomfortable for clients. Um, and coming from the UK, as, as I did a few years back, down to South Africa, we went through this as well in the UK, where there was a preponderance of value strategies. And over time, the industry migrated into, into more of a multi-factor approach, which, frankly, I just see as a more sensible way of running money. And I think you're going to see the broader industry move more in that direction over the coming years. Just lastly, um, your funds are also quite invested uh, in Steinhoff and uh, Old Mutual itself. Um, just Steinhoff, it's an interesting company. It has, you know, a good prospects, especially in Europe. Uh, is, is that a long-term hold? 
Very much a long-term hold. Uh, that would that would come into the quality category for us, um, and um, also showing very strong growth dynamics uh, in terms of this particular marketplace. And um, if I may, we see the, the similar profile from from Old Mutual PLC um, and um, its its sister company in Johannesburg uh, Stock Exchange in terms of that dual listing. But for the Old Mutual corporate, we we see good prospects. Um, I shouldn't really talk about our, our own company, but um, looking at it in an objective way, the growth dynamics we see coming out of Africa, uh, where Old Mutual have bigger ambitions across the continent, uh, are very strong. And I, and I think Old Mutual as a group is very well positioned to uh, to benefit from that African growth. Mm. Just uh, on the commodity sector in South Africa, it uh, many asset managers regard uh, that sector as offering some value. What is your perception? Yes, I think it's I think it's 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 in a sense a classic value of a classic case rather of offering value, but how long will it take to unlock that value? Uh, and again, one can sit on 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 these shares for quite a long period of time whilst the market does better things and just waiting for that value to be unlocked, whilst commodity prices remain depressed. So it's not not a sector we're we're chasing at the moment. Um, it, it's we see better prospects elsewhere, more consistent prospects elsewhere. You know, commodity prices by themselves, in their very nature, are highly cyclical. And uh, if you're holding these companies, you're going to get quite a volatile path of performance. So it, it's not really a favoured sector. And um, we see um, more consistent and better growth prospects elsewhere in the market. Hi, Will George is the Director of Investments at Old Mutual.